Eric, thank you very much for joining me for a coffee with the editor. I think for the purpose of just a little bit of background, if you can tell my audience a little bit about yourself and also what the last three days have been about. Thank you for the opportunity. First of all, uh, this uh, continental uh, meeting on the railway technical expert meeting has been organized by the African Union Commission uh, in collaboration with the AUDA NEPAD. Myself, I'm uh, Eric Najengergwa. I'm the acting head of Transport and Mobility Division. I've been representing the Director of Infrastructure and Energy. Uh, the main objective uh, during the last three days uh, for this meeting, one, we have uh, a continental uh, flagship project, uh, which is the African Integrated High-Speed Railway Network. It is one of the flagship projects under the AU Agenda 2063. It was one of the projects which was uh, selected as, as, um, as important in terms of, uh, you know, creating the physical integration uh, of Africa that we are, we are looking at. But secondly, uh, it is one of the projects which can work as a, as a catalytic or uh, to boost the intra-Africa trade. Uh, so it has uh, potential to really support the implementation of the African uh, continental free trade area. Uh, during this uh, three days workshop, uh, the first objective was to look at uh, the pilot projects, uh, which has been uh, already developed under a master plan. This master plan was developed into two phases. One phase uh, of 10 years uh, is uh, ending in 2033, and the second phase is uh, by, by 2043. So the 13 uh, projects were selected on the basis of their potential to connect uh, Africa. Uh, looking at the different uh, regions and also in a corridor, integrated corridor approach. All right, so mm. let's just talk about the regions that have been represented here. The, mm. the, I think you call them RECs. How many RECs were part of this initiative? Uh, fortunately, we had a very good uh, uh, participation by the RECs because their role is very critical when it comes to coordinating at regional level the implementation of projects. Uh, there are a lot of coordination aspects that are involved. I want to mention as well uh, some of the corridor management institutions uh, that were also invited and uh, some of them were represented and also sub-regional groups. Uh, when it comes to railway, some of the RECs have managed to establish even some railway uh, associations. The example is the Southern African Railway Association, which is, it's called ERSARA. They have uh, attended the meeting and they were able to present, uh, you know, the original railway network and others. So what are we hoping to achieve out of this three-day event? What are, what are we trying to lock down and, and walk away with? First uh, output, uh, I may say, is, uh, is, is to establish the status of this uh, pilot project within the Continental uh, Railway Network okay. project to, in terms of establishing a more coordination framework, when it comes to issues, for example, of getting data on time, because they, we have we have seen that there is a problem of uh, uh, you know changing of institutional structures of some of the agencies and at member state level. So we wanted first of all to make sure that we have a new uh, contacts and networking, the way the member state communicate and also the regional communities. Uh, the second objective was also to share best practices because I can say some of the region are, are, are advanced stage when it comes to the, to the railway sector. For example, Southern Africa has already some uh, lines which are already under operations. 
Other wrecks, for example, Central Africa, which is ECAS. Uh, some of the lines were designed very long ago, but they are not operational. There was also a, that thing of uh, getting best practices, sharing experiences, uh, looking at some of the solutions, uh, you know, issues of standards of interoperability between the railway lines. Also, you know, learning from each other on the, on the issues of capacity building in terms of designing uh, the railways uh, projects, concluding the feasibility study. But also, uh, importantly, is uh, uh, the role that Tauda Nepad brought in uh, bringing the private sector because we want to see these railway lines, which are requ requiring a lot of, you know, resources, capital expenditure. So we want to bring in the private sector to be able to uh, to talk to the with the public sector with the governments to you know to have some alliances in terms of the private uh, public private partnerships but also look at the the issues of uh, bringing for example the rolling stock the equipments which is another uh, big challenge and uh, i can say that yes we achieved the objective because we are able to share the experiences we brought in some companies which are already experienced which have some railway lines which are which are working we brought in others which had uh, feasibility studies so they could learn uh, the design stages that the others have taken. So that, that has been a, a very good uh, success, you know, it was, uh, it was achieved. But also, uh, Aouda Nepad came in and uh, presented on the tools that uh, when, when you are looking at financing railway projects, what are the financing tools, what are the financing options you, you can use? What are the potential development partners who are ready to support this sector so that there can be some linkages and some uh, networking after the workshop? Um, one of the things that I found quite interesting is um, the revitalization of the African Union of Railways. Mm. It's been an organization that's been, for want of a better word, dead for some time. If we have to look at the role of the AU, NEPHAT, well, the African Union, and then, of course, all the RECs who are regionally coordinating things. Mm. Is there really a need to put in another body? Could could the African Union not not actually facilitate the overall oversight? Maybe I can give a bit of a background. Uh, the African Union of Railways, when uh, this African Integrated High Speed Railway project was was uh, approved as a flagship project, so there was a question to see what can be like an implementing agency for this uh, very ambitious project. So the proposal which came uh, for discussion was uh, if there is a, already an existing association of uh, African railways, mm. if, if the railway agencies have a different you know, association and they can come together from one association at continental level. So the, the specialized technical committee of ministers of transport made a decision to, uh, that this uh, association can be uh, you know assessed to see if they can it, it can be a, an implementing agency for the railway sector mm. so that was made was uh, done as a decision uh, backward i think 2015 okay. uh, but because of some challenges within that organization it was not possible to actually start as a real implementing agency there have been some challenges uh, but we we still think that uh, those challenges if the members of the association can come together and find solution on how these challenges can be overcome. The a AUC can still support this, you know, implement this decision and make that association as an implementing agency. Of course, some development happened along the way because we saw like Southern Africa, uh, you know, railways have come together, made their regional association. We, we see also some other associations in Africa. So there is a need to also consider 
what is existing now and mm. then maybe strengthen that continental association and be able to to designate it as a, as an agency as a specialized agency to 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 govern and to to support the implementation of the railway projects so the projects that you have identified mm -hmm. um i've seen the list and and then of course there's the two priority projects one is uh, correct me if i'm wrong one belongs to kind of like tanzania mm -hmm. which is which is stan engaged it is in the process of being implemented Mm. Uh, partially, mm. and the other one involves Namibia and South Africa and, and Botswana. Botswana. Mm. But by the sounds of it, the the elements of that network that won't be standard gauge, nor will it be high speed. What I can say about the standard and the gauge, first of all, is like uh, when when this uh, flagship project at continental level was adopted, uh, it was recommended that the, some new lines which were not already developed, uh, we, it was recommended to make them as standard gauge uh, uh, railway lines. The reason is because the standard gauge in terms of the speed, we're looking at the, you know, more speed to move, uh, you know, intra-Africa, a higher, you know, uh, axle load, the, the speed as well, and also the, the issue of uh, decarbonization of transport. It's mm -hmm. very critical because a standard gauge uh, railway line is the electrical line, so it will, it will also address climate agenda. When it was adopted as standard gauge, there was a caveat which was put that some of the lines which are already using other gauges, especially within Southern Africa, we have Cape, Cape gauge, there are some other areas within Africa where you have meter gauge, especially when you see some of the lines in Central Africa, which were, were developed maybe in, during very long ago, some years ago, and even in Eastern Africa. Uh, so the idea was to design some norms, uh, some technical solution in terms of interoperability so that the existing line cannot be removed completely, but we encourage the new to be standard gauge, yeah. but we also make sure that there is some technical solution to make sure there is a seamless connection, uh, uh, you know, among the, the gauges. If, if it's a cap, cap gauge, meter gauge, it can seamlessly connect to a standard gauge without any, any problem. All right, so if we take the African Continental Free Trade Agreement into account and the presentation that was given on day one, I think it was, there is clearly a, a, a very big need in order to meet the requirements of the African Continental Free Trade Agreement mm. to have rail in place. So has rail now become like a priority for, for the African Union and, and like the whole NEPAD? arrangement in order to support the objectives of the African Continental Free Trade Agreement and will that give impetus to seeing some of the projects fast-tracked? Absolutely. Uh, uh, it is still, as I said, it is, uh, it is a still a priority. It has become even more as a priority when it comes to uh, looking at issues of how can we improve transport connectivity because this is the main uh, agenda. When you talk of the free trade area, when you talk of the free movement of people, it, this cannot be done without a reliable and uh, connected uh, transport system. It was flagship project even before the FCFTA was adopted. So now when, it, when we start implementing, it comes even more a priority because we cannot continue to rely on the road, road transport network, which actually serves the continental transport network is served at between 70 to 80% by road transport. But if we bring in the railway transport, we'll resolve two issues. The network will be expanded, but we also resolve the issue of decarbonization because mm -hmm. the pollution and the, the contribution of uh, 
CO2 emission by the road transport is very huge and it is increasing year by year. Mm -hmm. But if we bring in the road transport, the railway, it will uh, replace in some of the, the areas the, the road transport and we'll be able to, uh, to have a more dense and more efficient network. Thank you very much for your time and I look forward to catching up with you again. Thank you very much.